All right, welcome back into the Plank Show, Hour 3. Josh, we have a very special sponsor of Hour Number 3. Tell the people who Hour 3 of the Plank Show is brought to you by. Oh, thank you very much. It's brought to us by Roof Tech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Josh Shucker at Roof Tech. That's who you need to get in touch with for all of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245. Um... Let's hit the top five stories today, shall we? Brought to you by Newcastle Casino, the best reels in town. Newcastle Casino. Big story number five. All right, listen, there is there is a lot to try to squeeze in here because to me I looked at big story number five and thought, all right, let's just let's empty the uh, the prep sheet, if you will. With everything here for big story number five. All right. Uh, I got a little bit confused yesterday. So maybe you guys can help me out. Because I had someone tweet at me about the uh, basketball player who uh, had, had been cleared and his eligibility was ready to go. And then when I went to, to retweet it and spread the word, the, the tweet was deleted. So... <laughs> Do, do you know where we are on the eligibility of a couple of basketballers that are getting ready to roll into town? I mean, I haven't seen anything official, and uh, not many people have been talking about it, but have you seen anything on this, Josh or Pierce, at all? Because I'm looking right Pierce, now at a tweet from John Rothstein, and the yes, Daily he's Sports important. did a story on it. Those are still up right now. That's good. Uh, it also, this so wasn't from anything Rothstein's official. John Rothstein's talking right here. Uh, Grant Sherfield and Joe Bamisile, uh, yeah. he still needs a waiver. Oh, okay. Bamisile needs a waiver? Huh. That's what Rothstein says. So, so they, they both know. do. Well, Sherfield just got his waiver. Oh, right. is, oh is what, that's, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Okay. He's definitely the big guy. He's going to be the guy for OU this year. So uh, Grant Sherfield has received a waiver from the NCAA and is eligible for this season. Uh, he needed the waiver because he's a two-time transfer, having previously played for Nevada and Wichita State. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, the other waiver is still needed for Joe Bamasil. So basically, he projects the starting five to look like this for OU. Grant Sherfield, uh, Bamasil, if he can get the waiver, Otega Owe, Jalen Hill, and Tanner Groves. Not too shabby of a starting five, Josh. Yeah, no, sounds like a Final Four team to me. The Otega guy. <laughs> Uh, I don't really know anything about him. For some reason, Same. I just missed it. Who is this guy? He's a signee. He's, let's see here. I, I want to say he's like a top 150, top 200 type talent. Oh, he's, he's a freshman. Yeah, he's yes. he's thought to be a nice swing type player okay. for Oklahoma. So, I mean, he's somebody that OU is going to be counting upon to really come in. And He's a shooting guard, according to this from 247 hmm. Sports. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, he's a top 100 guy, what I'm looking at from 247 Sports. Top 65, number 64, number 5 shooting guard, number 2 out of New Jersey, according to the 247 Sports composite. But, again, he's kind of that swing-type yeah. player. He's six foot six, 210-pound shooting guard. So he's highly, highly thought of. Oh, you got him over Illinois and some others. So big-time okay. signing. Yep, so that was the, the basketball news from OU yesterday. Meanwhile, baseball-wise, Reggie Willits has been promoted to associate head coach, so that is awesome news for a guy 
that had been the volunteer assistant last year, Clay Van Hook, gets the head coach's job at UTA. So Reggie Willett's associate head coach, big-time stuff. And a non-OU news, Kyle Rudolph has been signed to join Tom Brady in Tampa, while the Browns will continue to look for a backup to Jacoby Brissett and Josh Rosen and A.J. McCarron. Though, as we sit here on this Thursday, Josh Helmer, real quick on what's going on with with Deshaun Watson, I just I feel like there's no movement right now on Deshaun Watson. Uh, the judge is taking Judge Sue Robinson is taking her time. I don't think any of the reports out there are things worth getting too fired up about. So. I just I don't know what's going on, and I don't think anyone does, and I don't think any of these sources have any clue what they're talking about either right now. Agreed. I think we'll have a decision probably, as you pointed out yesterday, sometime very close to the start of the 2022 NFL season from the right. puppet, Sue Robinson. Yeah. All right, uh, so let's get at, uh, at stories that are definitely slotted in our top five stories of the day. Big story number four. All right, so this is big news for the future of the NCAA. Today, the Division I Council endorsed several recommendations intended to better support student-athletes. Now, they developed, through the work of the Transformation com- uh, Committee, the recommendations are let me try that again. Developed through the work of the Transportation Committee, uh, Transformation Committee, the recommendation will now go to the Division I Board of Directors next month for adoption. They endorsed several concepts intended to address the challenges in the infractions process, including incentivizing parties to secure cooperation from representatives, family members, and others with relevant information, expanding the use of a public dashboard, for all infractions, and reserving hearings before the committee on infractions for only the most significant behaviors. Additional enhancements to fair and timely process of infraction cases will be considered by the council next month. So those are all the easy slam dunk things, right? Those are things that, for the most part, we don't even really truly worry about too much. The things that affect us maybe even more so as fans, is that it looks as if the D1 Council will also recommend entry windows for transfers or periods of time in which student-athletes must provide written notification of transfer for eligibility. The proposal would then bring two transfer portal windows to college football, 46 days beginning the day following the championship selection and the first two weeks of May at the conclusion of spring practice, which means that it would be, what, 60 days in which the transfer window will be open. Josh, I know this is one of many changes that will take place, but I like it a lot. I like it too, and probably we were always going to – wind up getting this at some point. It's just been talked about so much. And having a set couple of windows right after the season, after spring practice, where you've know you got that window, and then once it's done, no transfer portal for you. 
no soup for you after that. So, I mean, it's just something, a change that college football, quite frankly, has needed. And it sounds like, looks like we're going to get that. So that's positive. Big story number three. So, uh, SEC Media Days today, we get Jimbo Fisher. We talked about Brian Harson to wrap up hour number two. But, again, Harson is – he's challenged all of these challenges, as the best way to put it, head on, right? Basically, people question him. Uh, they question his leadership. They question his integrity. And not only did he come out and, and win and still have his job – but he's here kind of just calling everyone out today at SEC Media Days. No real beef between Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. I think, in fact, Jimbo Fisher came out today and said, I have no problem with Nick Saban. We all need to work together to change NIL. Boy, Josh, that was a fun couple of days in May, right? Whenever we had that. I mean, maybe it was even early June. But, that, boy, they diffused that one pretty quick between Jimbo and Nick Saban, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, it's uh... – Water under or near a bridge somewhere between those two. But, hey, it was great for some off-season content Super for us. Question. How does it- yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'll take that again every single day. You heard there a little bit of Kirby Smart. He makes news today with a new contract extension. More on that in a bit. But he also wanted to lay out that, oh, no, no, no. Georgia will not be the hunted this year, not at all. People have asked the question, how does it feel to be hunted? We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction. Um, it's not something we're going to sit back and be passive about. Our guys have asked questions, and we've done a lot of studies on how the mighty have fallen. So we, we have skull sessions. We have 15-minute uh, meetings, 20-minute meetings in breakout groups, and we've actually taught how the mighty have fallen. I'm talking about in business. I'm talking about in sports. I'm talking about in history. So you learn from the mistakes of others, and for us, it really steers down to one, one cultural belief that we have a connection that's greater than our opponent. Meanwhile, Smart agreed to a 10-year, $112 million extension, which, by the way, comes what? When they win the championships. That's six months ago, six months, whatever it was. Six months, six and a half months, since he was basically talking about wanting to quit. I mean, didn't that? It was interesting how that became a storyline after they win the championship. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about walking away because of the grind of it. They won a championship, and suddenly he's got himself a new 10 year contract. Oh, and Kirby Smart also talked about the, uh, the challenge of sustainability. I thought this was really good. We didn't build this program on uh, hoping for one-year wonders or hoping for one opportunity. We built the program to be sustained. And you sustain it by what you do every single day. This program was built to be here for a long time. Uh, and I don't think it's going anywhere, Josh. Um, I think it's I, – I think they're going to be a top three team again this year. We'll see how Stetson Bennett performs or if he gets – beat out when we tried to have him beat out like a thousand times last season, but I I don't think they're going anywhere. Um, I really don't, and they have done a really nice job in building this program uh, on the basis of sustainability and on a foundation where I truly don't think they're going anywhere, man. I think they're going to be here for a while. Yeah, they've got a great head coach in Kirby Smart, and defensively, Man, they just always have a ton of athletes on that side of the football. I'm expecting them to take a step back, 
defensively this season? I mean, sure. what they did a year ago, we haven't seen done in this era of college football, and that includes Alabama, some of the great defensive players and teams that they've had. What Georgia did was a little bit different on that side of the football. They'll take a step back in that regard. I don't think Stetson Bennett's the guy that's going to lead this program to -to back-to-back national championships, but you know what? They're going to be right in the thick of it in the SEC, and it's not crazy to think that maybe they could repeat. I don't think that's how this season's going to end for the Bulldogs, but Man, they they just keep recruiting really, really well. Again, they've got a great head coach in Kirby Smart, and they got all sorts of talent all over the place. Big story number two, Dabo Sweeney at ACC Media Days stepped up to defend his guy. Now, a little bit of blue language used here by Dabo, but when questions were asked about DJ Ui Ungalale, Dabo had his guys back. You know, my quarterback, and you mentioned him. I mean, this is a this dude's a freak. Yeah. You know, and, and people talk about him like he's some slap dick from East Aboga, <laughs> right. you know, community college. And and this guy can play the game at the highest level. He's gonna play the game at the highest level. And he wasn't great last year. You know? He was awesome as a freshman. Yeah. He was awesome his whole career in high school. He's a winner. He's got all the tools, all the intangibles. He but he is better because of what he went through. He has he's had a lot of challenges. And then all of a sudden we got three different centers. We got six OL. One's a true freshman, true freshman running back. We have to end up starting true fre- all of our receivers are out. Mm-hmm. Well, now he tries to do too much. Mm-hmm. He loses his confidence. First time in his life, life he's had to deal with some criticism. This guy ain't ever been criticized. Yeah. He's been the he's been the goat his life. And now all of a sudden he's you know, he's got milk bone underwear on and they're they're chomping at him yeah. everywhere he goes. Can we use that at some point? He's got milk bone underwear on, and they're chopping at him everywhere he goes. Yeah, what about the first one? Do you want to use that phrase? Can we say that or not? Is that frowned upon or no? I don't know. I think it's frowned upon. Yeah, we just okay. – I will say the approval ratings, the Josh Helmer Dabo Sweeney approval ratings, they, they, they definitely have – Gotten a couple of approval ratings there points. There you go. Good job, Debo. Yeah. He moved up your depth chart a little bit by the use by use of the term slap D is what he did. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really – juvenile language is certainly a way to <laughs> rocket ship up the charts with It doesn't me. take too much to entertain a man, Josh Helmer. Hey, I gave everyone a he- heads up for the blue language. I just want to make that very clear. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't realize how bad that was. All right. Um, meanwhile, at ACC Media Days, look at you, Dabo, trying to get me in trouble. Meanwhile, uh, the relationship between the ACC and ESPN, when uh, Jim Phillips met with the media, the athletic – what am I saying? The commissioner of the ACC had this to say. We have a deep relationship with ESPN, a valuable relationship, and they're the ones that – created the network with us. They're the ones that we partnered with. We'll stay close because in the end, it has to add value to your conference. And then one more quick one about Notre Dame. If there comes a time that Notre Dame would consider moving to a, a conference and away from independence, I feel really good about it being the ACC. By the way, from the 928 breaking news off the Air Comfort Solutions text line, Josh, the 928 less tweets, 
Dabo stole the milk bone line from Cheers. Norm said it when he was asked about how his day was going. Uh, do, do you even know what Cheers is? Whoa, 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 Pierce? whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Pierce, you can uh, ask that question. I know I'm supposed to know, but I cannot say I have even a guess of what kind of show so it is. So if we were sitting at the local pub or watering hole and somebody said, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name, that that that's right. Wait, that, that that vaguely sounds familiar. I think I've making your way heard in the world that. today takes everything you got. Let me nothing. look up some Cheers stuff. I gotta taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes, Sometimes you, you gotta go. go where everybody knows your name. Come on, no, I've never, I've never, and Norm seen, drinks three or four. I've never even seen anything from this before. Hmm. All right. 1982, this is old. Easy. It's <laughs> easy now. Some of our audience way, doesn't like that. Someone else points out, that is a Norm from Cheers reference. He would say, it's a dog-eat-dog world, and I'm eating dog-eat-dog underwear. Man, Norm drank beer like it was water, baby. Uh, it's a dog-eat-dog world, and I've got milk bone underwear on my grandpa all the time. All right, so uh, uh, thankfully you guys aren't mad at me for letting the first phrase uh, slide by. By the way, Mac Brown looking quite dapper right now on ESPN as the final day of ACC Media Days comes to a wrap. Did we do big story number one yet? No, we have not. Okay, big story number one. Listen here, Oklahoma Johnny. Stop the pain better not be for my incredible singing I just did for you here on the radio. Better not be. It better be from the pain of Pierce not knowing the TV show Cheers. We are in watch list season, everybody. Watch list season, which means everybody makes a watch list. Uh, Dylan Gabriel yesterday was on the Davey O'Brien watch list. Today we learned that Marvin Mims is on the Bolitnikoff watch list. And speaking of guys who are on watch lists and had success, breaking news here at Big Story number one. According to a report from Ian Rappaport, the Arizona Cardinals are close to a monster extension that will make Kyler Murray one of the NFL's highest-paid players. As you might imagine, it's been an offseason of drama, but Murray could be locked in as Arizona's quarterback for years to come. You surprised they gave into his demands at all? Yeah, a little bit that it got done this offseason. But, hey, franchise quarterbacks, man, they're hard to find. Regardless of what some of these talking heads out here would lead you to believe, it's not easy to always find a franchise quarterback. And when you've got somebody like Kyler Murray, if he's got even the slightest bit of frustration with the franchise – get it taken care of, typically franchise quarterbacks, they get uh, any of their concerns alleviated very, very quickly. I look at Aaron Rodgers and his situation with Green Bay. So Derek Carr. Derek, uh, very true, <laughs> yes, Derek Carr, of course. Maybe I should be a little bit surprised, but I'm not that surprised that it got taken care of because, again, Kyler Murray, a player like him, he doesn't just come around every other uh, NFL draft season. So when you got that quarterback, you keep him happy. Um, Kyler's only 24 years old. 
the Cardinals have intended to pay him eventually as their long-term quarterback, and it appears that they're doing it now. Congratulations to Kyler Murray. Arizona quarterbacks are slated to report to training camp today. All right, when we come back, hit a little bit more audio. Uh, Big-time day for Kyler Murray. We'll look more at the watch list. And listen, we owe you a true trip through the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Those are your top five stories today presented by Newcastle Casino. Do you know what I'm intrigued by, Josh? Welcome back into the Plank Show. It's 1127 tomorrow. Well, we, I mean, listen, the show is always about football, but for us, Football Fridays. And we're going to go through in the 40, 40, 40 days away from the kickoff of the college football season. We're going to go through, we're two weeks away, by the way, from a uh, exhibition game in the National Football League when the Raiders take on the Jaguars. Ugh. When we do these, <laughs> it's going to be terrible, I know. But when we do these over-under starting tomorrow, and I know we're a week away from the ACC, we're going to go SEC. Uh, well, actually, you know what? We should probably open with the ACC, right? Because ACC media days. Right? You always want to build towards something, right? You don't want to you know, do the SEC and the Big 12 the first two weeks, and it's like, all right, this week we're doing the Pac-12. Welcome, everybody. Yeah, no, but, it's a good idea to start with the minor leagues. So we'll do ACC, Pac-12, Big 12, and then we could save uh, the best for last, the two actual okay, Big conferences, 10. Big 10 and SEC. Okay. Um, why am I so intrigued by Florida State this year? Is it, uh, is it my incessant desire to see Mike Norvell do well because he coached at Tulsa? Or is – and they've got LSU in week two, I think. I mean, I don't know. I just – you know, they're in a dark place right now. And you think about brands when we are talking – you know, college football expansion, conference expansion, things of that nature. Josh, early, early 90s, mid-90s, I mean, this – and they were at the time. Everybody was tripping all over themselves to try to get Florida State. I mean, is it is it inevitable that they're going to be back? And when they are back, is Danny Cannell going to be completely unbearable or just kind of unbearable? Oh, he's going to be so unbearable. <laughs> he, he might be an automatic mute, actually, on the uh, social media timeline when Florida State is quote-unquote back. Florida State, to me, man, they're in the Texas category. They're, right. not, they're not back until they actually are back and are winning big football games again. I, I guess it's because of the brand that Florida State is that you, you there is a part of you that I don't want to say you root for them to be back, but – you know, Nebraska and Texas and, you know, these kind of programs, certainly none of us for Texas, but Florida State, it's fun, right? When Florida State and Miami are good and playing big football games against each other. It's fun when Florida State's playing a big football game against uh, Florida sure. or with Clemson. It, it adds something to college football, but man, do I expect it in 2022? Absolutely not. The numbers are out on Kyler Murray's deal. You ready? I'm looking at them, but yeah, share them for okay. the people. Five years, $230.5 million. 160 of it are guaranteed. So 
it would average out to $46.1 million per year. Now, again, again, we get pulled in by the $230 million, right? Because that's more than Deshaun Watson's contract. But, Josh, that's $70 million that he has to earn to get to that point. And you know what it does point out? Man, Patrick Mahomes' deal is pretty damn good for Kansas City right now, isn't it? Yeah. When you consider what Deshaun Watson got, what they just gave Kyler Murray, what Russell Wilson's going to get, or what Russell Wilson got. I mean, this is it's a great deal for Kyler. I mean, he's I think he's earned it, or at least in the eyes of Arizona. You know, it would be interesting to have seen if Arizona had a a, a leadership change, right? if maybe Steve Kime was out or something of that nature, if they would have brought in a general manager who would try to go in another direction because they worry about his durability or his size. But this is these are the people that drafted him and brought him in. So, you know, they're invested in him working out. But a lot less guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson. Deal's not as bad as I thought it would be for Arizona. Maybe a little better than I expected for Kyler Murray and – Man, Patrick Mahomes' deal continues to be an incredible one, an incredible bargain for Kansas City right now. First off, Kyler Murray deserved to get paid. He had every right to not necessarily be disgruntled or upset, but to feel as though he earned this five-year $230.5 million extension, the $160 million guaranteed. Kyler earned that type of guarantee. Financially, sure. he he did because he's a franchise quarterback and he deserved to see the show of support from the Arizona Cardinals organization to where if something happened tomorrow, he's got his financial long-term security, right? I mean, he's he's got that here. Kyler Murray deserved that. So there's there's step one. I think it's a good deal for both parties. I don't think the Cardinals are paying too much for Kyler Murray. I think he's worth every last penny of it. And I think it's exciting for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals going forward. So, hey, it's a, a nice day to revisit, isn't it, the should he have played Major League Baseball conversation? Right. <laughs> Where is that crew at right now? Um, from the – by the way, just I, I say it's – it makes Patrick Mahomes' deal look better when, again, you consider this. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has gone to four straight AFC championship games, right? Uh, won a Super Bowl championship, back-to-back Super Bowls. I mean, you, you you consider what he has done and the fact that you've got him, it's 42.5, or 31.45 mil this year, uh, and it's very incentive-laden. I mean, if there is any quarterback that probably deserves guaranteed money, I would say it's Patrick Mahomes. But as it stands right now, he's the fourth highest paid quarterback in the NFL behind Aaron Rodgers, now Kyler Murray, and Deshaun Watson, followed by Mahomes and Allen. Yeah, that's why there's beauty in getting the big mega deal done first. And I'm sure, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, assuming that Patrick Mahomes remains Patrick Mahomes and, you know, stays for the lifetime of that contract or close to it, they're going to renegotiate the thing. He's going to wind up getting more money at some point. But, you know, the way that it looks right now, it's good for Kansas City. It's good for Patrick Mahomes. And, oh, by the way, he's not the top-paid quarterback in the National Football League, which, and Ky- all right, that's great news for the Chiefs. Kyler still has a lot to prove. I mean, let's face it. I mean, he had a, had a rough year last year. Hopkins 
got a little dinged up. I think adding Hollywood Brown to kind of try to bounce back for Marquise is good for him. They've invested in bringing in some pretty talented receivers, and they've invested in their offensive line. Uh, I like what Jeff Schwartz just tweeted, uh, and and it's kind of funny because it almost sounds like I stole a couple takes from him. But he said, thoughts on the Kyler Murray deal. Again, if you're just tuning in, five years, $230.5 million, $160 million guaranteed. It averages out to 46.1 per year. Now we'll get into the non-guaranteed side of it as we learn a little bit more. But uh, Jeff Schwartz says teams are kind of stuck with quarterbacks. They have to pay them even if they aren't elite. Number two, this deal isn't as bad as I thought it would be for the Cardinals, probably because of, number three, far less guaranteed than Deshaun Watson. And number four, the Mahomes deal continues to get cheaper. So here's a question. What does this mean for Lamar Jackson, you think, Josh? means he's going to make more money probably than Kyler Murray. Or he's, I mean, wouldn't he? Isn't yes. he going to get more than that? You would think so. $50 million? Average annual yeah. value for Lamar Jackson? I just it, – it blows my mind whenever you look at this list of the of the highest-paid quarterbacks and just to think about, you know, it's all, it, it's all about perception, right? And if Baltimore perceives him as the future of their organization, then by God, pay the man his money. But right now, he's not even near that top five. All right quick break oh no wow is pierce out is pierce gone that was a dramatic turn that probably we won't visit on the air but <laughs> so, so his stomach was killing him so maybe it's something he ate last night oh man <laughs> let's not talk about where he ate then because i think i was paying for it too all right quick break we'll come back uh, get your air comfort solutions text next on the plank show <laughs> josh is your opinion on Training camp and preseason changed at all? No. Are you still? Okay. Total waste of time. I hate it. I'm getting pretty fired up about watching all these pictures this morning from Raiders camp. See, I, I'm i more interested in camp than I am preseason football. Preseason football, to me, is the one of the biggest ripoffs in sports. I mean, for season ticket holders to pay the types of prices that they do – for preseason football and for us to watch it and I have to listen to all these dorky national radio hosts get on air and talk about (laughs) oh man here's this big takeaway I mean what did you see from this rookie quarterback it's like oh my god stop it stop the madness you've listened to my Sunday night show I see gosh Arnie has put more guys in the preseason hall of fame that you've never heard of before in your life I mean I think AJ McCarron's in there oh no I'm pretty sure who was the guy the Cowboys had last year, the backup to to Dak Prescott. But yeah, I'm I'm all in right now. But uh, of course, what we're in on is hashing through the numbers of Kyler Murray's new contract. He is, in a in a word, paid. My man's getting paid right now. It, guaranteed money. Guaranteed money. Uh, well, hold on. Let me back up first. Highest average annual value for the 2022 season. Kyler Murray's number two. Aaron Rodgers, $50.1 million. Kyler Murray, number two, at 46.1 mil. And Deshaun Watson at 46 mil. Now, and again, they structured Deshaun Watson's contract a little differently, but 
uh, he's number three. As far as guaranteed money, the most guaranteed money on a quarterback contract, period, Deshaun Watson at $230 million. Number two, Kyler Murray, as one Teddy Lehman would say, at $160 million. You wonder why the owners are mad about the Cleveland Browns deal they gave Deshaun Watson. There you go. And, by the way, it doesn't appear, it doesn't appear as if the rest of the league, Josh, is going to kind of fall in line with fully guaranteed contracts, does it? No. And I, I guess with Lamar Jackson, really that's the big sticking point right now in terms of trying to get the extension done. Lamar Jackson, of course, is set to play out the fifth-year option of his rookie deal. And let's see, he's set to make about $23 million guaranteed in 2022. And really, a fully guaranteed contract, that's what Lamar Jackson, like any other quarterback or player in the National Football League, right? I mean, star players in the league, that's what they're trying to fight for is as much in guaranteed money as they possibly can earn with their next big long-term contract or extension. And very rarely do we see those guarantee requests come anywhere close to being met. But I guess that's the big holdup there with Lamar Jackson is trying to figure out what the obviously the full extension financials look like, which I would imagine it's every bit what Kyler mm-hmm. Murray just got over five years and maybe even a little bit more, probably should be more than Kyler Murray. And the guarantees, I would imagine, if Kyler Murray is getting the $160 million over five years guaranteed, then probably, I mean, what do you think, $200 million guaranteed? Is that what Lamar Jackson's going to be asking for? Yeah, and remember, Lamar's representing himself, too. Well, that's so, probably not the best approach. Yeah, but th- now, again, and that's always, I mean, Mike Gundy with the old I don't have an age. Yeah, but you have lawyers that help you look over your contract. You're not doing it all yourself. You might sit at the bargaining table, but when it comes down to the in and out of the contract, you're not doing it all yourself. Uh, and real quick, Connor, I know Gary Cavins is calling in, and, and he's out of the home show, and we want to slide him in here. But the highest average per year on a quarterback contract right now is Aaron Rodgers at $50 million, Kyler Murray at $46.1 million right now. So not bad. Is Gary on hold? Can we get him in here now, or do you guys want to grab a quick break to wrap up? Nah, yeah, let's, we'll let's, I yeah, think he's there, right? Yeah, he's here. Let's right. get him in. Gary Cavins joins us. We typically get a chance to talk to him in person here at Cavins Construction on Thursday. But, Gary, you're out and about, man. What do you guys have going on this week? No, just a little bit of vacation, just out in the... Nice! Uh, so we're enjoying ourselves. So Good for you. That's kind of what we Good have going you. on. Oh, 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 I thought you said house show in your text message to me. I know what you're in the midst of, because I'm in the midst of that, too. So, uh, it's fact, that's where I'm going tonight. I'm getting to go to a horse show. Um, hey, let's talk about the environmental side of things. You know, we, we talked, in, uh, we talked uh, a lot earlier about the maintenance side of things, but, Gary, just take us through some of the training that you're seeing and the challenges and how you guys can help meet those challenges on the environmental side. Well, you know, on the environmental side, we go through a significant amount of training with our employees and our managers and our supervisors just to make sure that they meet uh, federal, state, and local guidelines on, you know, whether it's uh, trauma, 
cleanup or it's uh, blood cleanup or it's uh, mold, um, you know, environment, you know, water extraction, structural drying. You know, there's processes in place that you have to be trained in to do it properly. And there's guidelines, too. And so all, we take all of our people and we get them trained through IICRC, which is a national company, and we're a firm with them. And, you know, they go through, you know, hours and hours of training, and we spend an astronomical amount of money to train and develop our employees, our supervisors, and myself. And, you know, so it's one of those things where it's important that you don't just get, for lack of a better term, Billy Bob in the pickup. Uh, you get somebody right. that understands the processes and, and knows what the laws are and knows what the legalities are, too, because there's a lot of legalities behind this stuff. You know, you go in and remediate a rental house that's got mold in it, and you don't remediate it properly, and, you know, it comes, you know, it's, it's there, and it gets the new, new tenant sick, and those kind of things happen. And those things out there, and they... You know, there's a lot of lawsuits that have been on that that cost a lot of people a lot of money. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where you want to get somebody that's gone through, uh, you know, a proper training agency, uh, gone through the training, developed, and um, understands that. Because on the environmental side, our goal is to keep people healthy, not make them sick. And there's people out there that don't know exactly what they're doing, and they're going to get people sick. So that's something that's truly important, and it's important to us at Cavens, especially me, that, you know, when we step in to do something environmentally, whether it's water extraction, structural drying, mold, trauma cleanup, odor, you know, there's so many different things we do on the environmental side. It's just to make sure that people walk away healthy, and their environments are healthy, and, you know, people are um, – able to just continue on with their lives and move forward in a positive direction. Because we've seen, we've been called in after people have been hospitalized for mold. Uh, you know, some people are highly allergic to it. Um, and so it's just one of those things that you, you want a, a good company that can help take care of you. Hey, and then uh, real quick, Gary, as you mentioned, one of those within your home, air duct cleaning, carpet cleaning, things of that nature are areas that you have stepped up and you've not only trained your people to be the best at it, but also provided at a very affordable rate yes uh carpet cleaning is something we've done for many years now and we uh we you know we have four rooms uh special going on uh just give us a call and, and the, the girls can help set that up and then air duct cleaning that's something that's truly important dryer vent cleaning and air duct cleaning air duct cleaning really helps with your allergies uh you know you're breathing the air that's going through your air ducts and, you know, and dirt and dust and debris get into your air ducts, especially if you don't change your filters regularly. And it's you want to get them out. But one of the things that's kind of really interesting is dryer vents. You know, dryer vents uh, yes. need to be cleaned because otherwise they can start fires and other issues too. And it, they really need to be cleaned about every six months. We cleaned one last week that had been done for about every about six months ago. And it had quite a bit of debris in it just because it's just normal because you get I'll get that lint build up, it gets in those ducts. You gotta get it you gotta get it out of there. Gary, enjoy some time. We'll talk to you again next Thursday. Appreciate you still jumping on with us. Okay, that sounds great, Chris. Thank you. It's Gary Cavins, Cavins Construction online at Cavinsconstruction.com. We'll put a wrap on it. Come back. I guess put a wrap on it. That's that's no easier way to put it. It's a plank show right here on the ref. All right, let's hustle through some of these air comfort solutions texts. 
Uh, for the 405, what is the official start date for OU football practice, fall practice? I don't know if it's officially been released yet, but I, I think what we started doing the the back timing of it, and we think what that first that first week in August, usually uh, they have the the coaches' luncheon, which is Monday. We're going to be at the coaches' luncheon, or at least I say we. Josh is going to be out there. I'm dry, I'm flying back from Indianapolis this weekend. Uh, I'm hoping I make it on time. But you've never been out there before, have you? The coaches' luncheon? No, no, I don't think I have. I've been to there you go. Yeah, no, I, 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 I've been out there. Not, not while we were broadcasting. All right. But I've, I've been out there. I think before. So okay. But, but it'll well, be fun. Yeah. It'll be, so it's, it'll be a good time. It's usually a week after that is when practice usually starts. So that's why I would say the first week in August. Uh, from the seven five seven. So for months we've heard how tough it will be for OU because of all the players they lost. If by some chance Brent Venables played for it and won a national championship, will we hear the tired old saying, "Yeah, but he did it with Lincoln's players"? Oh, absolutely, you will. But in that same vein, you know, it's what we opened the show with and spent a lot of the first segment on. I just, I noticed that, the, and I use the term narrative a lot, and I'm sorry, some people can't stand that word. I'm one of them. But I've noticed that narrative is changing. The David Hale article, David's probably going to come on with us tomorrow or Monday, uh, kind of started to turn the tide. We saw Stanford Steve acting like he was breaking some news, that Jeff Levy was the offensive coordinator for Oklahoma when he had been the offensive coordinator for Dylan Gabriel at UCF and picking him to win the Heisman. I think you're starting to see some people realize that Oklahoma didn't shut the program down whenever Lincoln Riley left. You know, And uh, one more quick one for the – oh, go ahead, dude. Yeah, just real quick on this. Because of the way the transfer portal is today, I think he'd get more credit than other coaches in years past would have gotten I if think they so win too. it all. Uh, and, and from the 405 play, I missed the ESPYs last night. Did OU softball get mentioned at all? Did Jocelyn Allo win anything? Yeah, Allo won the female college athlete of the year, but the Sooners uh, did not win the team of the year. I think Golden State got it, and she did not win the record-breaking performance because, well, because the ESPYs are stupid. Have a great rest of your day. For Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Thanks to Connor for jumping in to take care of our man Pierce. Steel Man and Thune at noon or next.